Today on We Hear, Ryan Seacrest is back on TV after rumors he suffered a stroke during the American Idol finale. Takashi69 is dragging Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande into a rude feud. And we'll tell you why quarantine has turned Polly D into a new man. Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my God. We're on page six? No. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. Maggie, the story behind the story today is that last night, we, I guess we sort of went out last night, right? We kind of went to an oh, event together. Yeah, Virtually? we're back in the game, Ian. We're back. Yeah, there is an event space on the Lower East Side called Caveat, and they are not open right now, um, like every place else. But they had a an online competition, I guess you'd say, called Nerd Search, and our own mega producer Jamila Zara Williams was a contestant last night. On Nerd Search, each nerd had to sort of prove how nerdy they were with the various topic that they were nerding out about. And she was a Radiohead nerd, and she went up against a guy who was into a nerd over the Treaty of Paris. Yeah, there a film nerd nerds that we didn't even know about until last night. Totally, there was a film nerd, the Treaty of Paris nerd, a Muppet nerd. And a Radiohead nerd, which was Jamila. The competition was pretty fierce. The Treaty of Paris guy won, but that's kind of hard to go up against because that is pretty damn nerdy. Um, but, but it was pretty cool. Like, okay. I don't want to throw shade to any Treaty of Paris guy, but Jamila has a Radiohead tattoo and has traveled to countries around the world to see this band. She she is the champion in our hearts. And I guess that's the yeah. most important thing. Where's your Treaty tattoo? dude. Yeah, show me that. But I don't know, I may have to tune in next week. I'm kind of addicted to this thing now. (laughs) Anyway, for our first story, Ryan Seacrest is back on TV, which normally wouldn't be a big deal because Ryan Seacrest is the king of television. But earlier this week, a lot of fans worried that he might have actually suffered a stroke during Sunday's American Idol finale. There was some video that came out where one eye looked smaller than the other, and he seemed to sound like he was slurring his words. But he returned to Live with Kelly and Ryan on Tuesday. Well, this is a really weird story, Maggie, because if you look at the video, so Ryan Seacrest was announcing, I guess, like Cynthia Erivo singing an Aretha Franklin song or something on this American Idol show. And it is true, like... He did look like one side of his face was a little bit droopy and he seemed to be kind of slurring his words. And fans, as you mentioned, you know, thought they they were concerned like, oh, are you having some sort of episode? The thing about it that I find really interesting about this story is that his rep told People magazine that Ryan Seacrest didn't have a stroke. So the comment was Ryan Seacrest did not have a stroke. That kind of shows you that there was something going on. I mean, thank God it wasn't a medical condition. His rep basically said, oh, you know, he's just trying to adjust to the work-life 
balanced like the rest of us and I guess was sort of overworked and just had this moment, I guess, of exhaustion or something like that. But it's just rare that you have a PR person come out and directly address something that a fan kind of brought up online. You know what I mean? That they specifically said in the statement, Ryan Seacrest did not have a stroke. It's like, obviously it was sort of that noticeable that they felt that they had to address it. You know what I mean? Like usually the statement would be just be something like Ryan Seacrest is fine. Like, thanks for your concern. But they, Mm -hmm. you know, had to specifically say, so it, it was just kind of an unusual situation. Right. And an interesting thing is that we're so used to Ryan Seacrest doing everything. You know, he travels back and forth from the East Coast to the West Coast. He's hosting so many shows. He's always kind of his bubbly self with the next question, with the joke. So the idea that people were really, really concerned about him is alarming. And that could be why the rep just made a beeline for the actual accusation of a stroke here. Yeah, I mean, even in the entertainment business, Ryan Seacrest is known as like the hardest working man in show business. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got like, oh, I can't say like so much, Maggie. We've been getting those comments (laughs) that I say like so much. And showing that we do pay attention to our commenters, both positive and negative. I have taken that to heart. So I am trying to excise. As Ian's rep, rep rep. told me. Ian will not be saying like as much. Thanks exactly. for your concern. And it, but the, the reason I do say like so much, it may have been a stroke. I'm not sure, but I should probably get it checked out. I think it's actually weird because it's it's more that I'm from Brooklyn and I grew up in Brooklyn, but I talk like a valley girl. But I think it's just, I don't know. I think it was the era. I, I blame movies and television. Back to Ryan Seacrest, thinking, Back to speaking Seacrest. of Universal and California. So he has all these commitments, and usually he is. He's just so polished. I mean, he's known as sort of the modern Dick Clark. And he and even when you saw him back on Live with Kelly, he just looks back to his normal sort of perfect you know, self. So it was strange to see him in that situation. I, obviously, there was something going on. I do sympathize with him, though, I have to say, because there are times – I mean, it would be hard at home – to be hosting all of these TV shows and you don't have the usual support that you have. And he probably has 5,000 commitments. I mean, I feel that way sometimes just doing this podcast and trying to get (laughs) kids to be quiet and hoping that no one hears the Frozen 2 soundtrack blaring from the other room in the background. You know, I feel like I'm blowing a fuse in my brain sometimes and you have to keep it together. So I could see how you would be doing the show and just suddenly feel all woozy. Who knows? Maybe he just needed to, he didn't eat a snack before the show or something like that. But it did definitely look strange and it looked like something was awry. Yeah. It sounds like he's burning the candle at both ends. It is a lot. I think also when you have so much, I mean, for all of those shows and all of the sort of production value there, you know, to not have, I mean, Ryan Seacrest must have an army of, staff and assistants and people um, on all these shows looking out for him. And it just must be difficult when you're running all this stuff by yourself. I mean, even on live with Ryan and Kelly, he had mentioned that, you know, he moved, I, I guess he, he's been moving around his house to try to have different backgrounds. And then he was on the show with Kelly Ripa and he mentioned her that she still had her clips in her hair. You know, she had done her own hair and left the clips in. So 
I guess we're we're just seeing a whole other side of these people's lives and show business. And we're used to everything being so polished and so sort of varnished and shellacked to the nth degree, especially Orion Seacrest on shows like American Idol, these really sort of squeaky clean all-American shows. So now we're seeing some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. But uh, he, did look, he did look like Popeye there for a minute. Infamous snitch and sometimes musician Takashi 69 has gotten into it with Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande over their latest single, Stuck With You, because Takashi thinks these two have kind of cooked the books, causing this single to shoot up the charts. And, they cooked uh, the charts. Yeah. So as we know, Takashi 69 has been out of prison for like a minute and he is already starting so much beef. I mean, this guy is still under house arrest. He just got out of prison and he's already had feuds with Snoop Dogg and Meek Mill and Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande and Tom Hanks' son, Chet Hayes. And he's released a new single and a new video and has had a billboard in Times Square. There was talk when he went into prison that he could end up in the federal witness relocation program because he reduced his sentence by snitching on some of his pals in his former gang, but he's seeming to keep a pretty high profile, and now he's in a feud with Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande? Yeah. Since he's been out of prison, Takashi has really leaned on Instagram to be his new soapbox. When he first got out, you might remember that he did an Instagram Live where he had over 2 million people tune in to see what he was talking about. He was talking about, ooh, people must be so mad. Like, I snitched and I'm still out and like living so good, which is kind of insane. And now he's using it to slam Billboard, calling them a lie and corrupt and saying that Bieber and Ariana got caught cheating. He alleged that whoever was behind the single used six credit cards to buy tons and tons of copies of this song in the last hour. So he thinks that there's some funny business going on. Yeah, Takashi 69 was also saying that Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande's song um, only hit number one because it was a coronavirus charity single and that he should have been number one. Ariana Grande responded to him by saying on Instagram, to anybody that is displeased with their placement on the chart this week or who is spending their time racking their brain, thinking of as many ways as they can to discredit hardworking women, I ask you to take a moment to humble yourself. I don't think that's really going to be a mm. do it with Takashi 69 Now, I don't know about these allegations of this credit card buying 60,000 copies of the single, but he is on to something in that the Billboard charts in this era of, you know, sort of post-album sales where the Billboard charts are also taking into account, you know, streaming numbers and numbers from different places. There have been controversies like this before. For example, there was a Travis Scott song, I remember, that hit number one and it beat out, I think, Nicki Minaj. Mm -hmm. And there were accusations that the song was um, was bundled with Travis Scott merchandise so that if you bought merchandise, you got this single or you got the album with the merchandise and that that helped boost the sales 
so there have been a number of controversies. You remember there was also the Lil Nas X controversy on the Billboard charts where Lil Nas X was locked out of the country charts because they said Old Town Road was a hip hop song and it wasn't country enough. So Takashi 69 I mean, there's sort of a method to his madness where his accusations sound pretty out there, but it is based on this trend of questioning the legitimacy of the Billboard charts. The other thing is we we had reported that could have a record when he came out of prison and could even have a tour going on. I mean, he's under house arrest and obviously there's the coronavirus pandemic. So we'll see if the tour ends up getting underway. But he did release this song called Gooba. So that's his new single. Have you listened to Gooba? Uh, every time I listen to Takashi 69 I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack. So I try very very intently to avoid all of his music at all costs. When you listen to Takashi 69 you feel like you're going to have a panic attack? He's just screaming at you. And I know that makes me sound like an old woman, but he really does just sound like he's yelling at you. Well, that's the thing. So when Takashi 69 I've talked about this before. When he first came out, I kind of went into a Takashi 69 K-hole where mm-hmm. I was just watching all his videos and trying to really understand the phenomenon of Takashi 69 and why he was so popular because you're right i mean he's not a great rapper right but he is kind of a provocateur and the thing that i was impressed about though when this song gooba came out is <laughs> he he does have a knack for great song titles that are very evocative i think maggie so you might remember that his previous hits include songs called Fifi, mm-hmm. Gummo, mm-hmm. Fifi and Gummo, he, and then now Gooba. And the song titles are always in all caps, which further proves my point that this man is just yelling all the time. He He's definitely yelling all the time. And I was looking up some of the lyrics of the new song Gooba to try and understand where Takashi 6ix9ine is coming from. And... Um, do you want me to tell you some of the lyrics that caught my eye? Do I want you to? No. <laughs> Should you? Yes. Okay. Go, so this is on. Gooba by Takashi 69 I tell a N-word, don't dick ride, don't blick ride. Now, by the way, just to jump in here, a blick, blick is a gun. And I learned that from my previous sort of <laughs> dissertations on Takashi 69 Because if you just talking about, actually, there's a blick is a gun, but there's also apparently a a group in uh, in Brooklyn called the Blicky Boys. There's also Somehow. an art supply store called Dick Blick. Oh, so that's what this could be about. <laughs> I tell a N-word, don't dick ride, don't blick ride. Getting I mean, the not- art supplies at Dick Blick. Okay, not- so that's what this is. It's not about dicks and guns. It's about art supplies. Yeah. Then he says, leave it to the double thick thighs. Twin sisters, drop it down and wobble. Wobble up. Mommy booted up. Hmm, oh no. Uh, she get down and gobble, gobble up, cause my money up. Talking shit, yada, yada, yada. Oh, a Seinfeld reference. Yada, yada. When you see me, what you talking about? Fuck you talking about. Oh, that's repetitive. But I guess he's mm. making a point. Anyway, so Gooba. Anyway, I also looked up the meaning of Gooba. And you were right. We were having a discussion about this. It, it does seem to basically be just a the same definition of a goober, like a sort of a stupid 
person, I guess, and maybe a reference to the popular movie candy. Yeah. Something else I want to point out that is a little funny is that he tried to make a $200,000 donation to No Kid Hungry, you know, the organization that helps make sure children are eating, and they denied it. A spokesperson for No Kid Hungry told Complex, we're grateful for Mr. Hernandez's generous offer to donate to No Kid Hungry, but we have informed his representatives that we have declined his donation. As a child-focused campaign, it is our policy to decline funding from donors whose activities do not align with our mission and values. Hmm. Uh oh, I I I'm I'm thinking there's going to be a line in his next single probably about that charity. Hmm. He's going to go off. How? Uh, where do you go from here? I I feel like he's been off. How much further uh, can you go off? I think no. I I mean he is. It is pretty brilliant. I have to say. And then the weird thing is that he's owning this sort of snitch label. Like Snoop Dogg and Meek Mill have both sort of come out against him for being a snitch. And then I guess he was featured by a hip hop magazine and they're basically telling the sort of music press not to cover him because he was a snitch and that, I don't know, then they invoked the name of Nipsey Hussle in here somewhere. But once again, I mean, Takashi 69 the thing is, is he came up as a, a so-called SoundCloud rapper where it is all about kind of just getting attention you know he he's just getting attention and it's not necessarily for his music per se so i don't know the whole thing seems to be working i mean he he's totally back on the scene and i think he's smart to sort of up this beef with by going after ariana Grande and justin bieber he's only you know keeping his name in the press yeah exactly i mean we're talking about him i don't know in a weird way he's kind of It's weird. It's disturbing, but he's very good at this. Pauly D has turned into a new man in quarantine. He looks totally different. He's got a beard. He's been wearing like fitted hats so you can't see his signature blowout. And the internet is going a little crazy for it. Yeah. What do you think about this? So Pauly D, of course, from the Jersey Shore, Always has he's had the same look right since the days of the Jersey Shore and its peak popularity, which was the obviously the tan and the sort of toned look, but also with that crazy blowout that looks like a kind of cousine troll (laughs) with so much hair product in his head that you can just see it. Yeah, it's like he literally, he could be, it looks like if one of the trolls from the movie Trolls went to like a kind of, you know, Bay Ridge salon. Wow. Deep cut, shading specific Brooklyn (laughs) neighborhoods, Mr. I'm from Brooklyn. Although Bay Ridge is, now Bay Ridge probably does actually have some like great salons. I don't know. Anyway, take it away. (laughs) But he's changed. Look right. I mean, he's had that look for a long time, and 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 now now what did he do? The beard is doing a lot for him. Like people are saying, like he looks really good, and he's kind of unrecognizable. What have you done? But you know, like a, a lot of dudes have beards in quarantine, as we talk about all the time. Even the situation has one. 
Yeah, I mean the th- yeah, Paulie D also is the one Jersey Shore cast member who's gone on to legitimate success after the show ended, right? You had mm-hmm. the situation went to prison, the you know, you've had Snooky doing certain things and having kids and I, I guess they've done their own projects, but Paulie D has become a major DJ as hard as it is to believe, but and he makes you know tens of thousands of dollars or even more per appearance. You know he's DJing in Vegas. I mean mm-hmm. pre coronavirus DJing in Atlantic City, and he has all these kind of big gigs. So he is actually pretty successful. Um, what do you think of his look? Do you find it to be? Uh, do you think he the beard does anything for him? Well, you know my theory on beards, that men use them as personalities, (laughs) which is a whole other conversation. But I think what a beard does for a man is the same thing that blush, highlighter, contour does for a woman. It contours your face. You know, if you have a strong jawline, God bless and good luck out there. For the rest of us, you need a little help. So this beard really gives him some definition that he didn't have before. And Pauly D is a guy who's in great shape. So... He looks kind of extra good with this beard. He does look a lot better. I mean, I think, first of all, anything would have looked better. I mean, yes, he, he, he looks less like a total cheese ball than he did before. Um, he looks, it's a little more of a contemporary look of the moment. So I think people are surprised as opposed to his old Jersey Shore look. Mm-hmm. But I think Maggie with this kind of thing is Pauly D... Whatever you think of him, I mean, whether he's a cheese ball reality star or not, he is a, an attractive guy. So I do think when anyone comes out with a look where they're like, oh my God, it's all, you know, he looks great with a beard or this person looks great with a shaved head or especially when men change their look. I think if you're good looking, whatever you do usually is going to look pretty good you know so it's like if you're a movie star it's like when brad pitt shaves his head he looks amazing and he's brad pitt in fight club but if you're like funny looking and you shave your head you're just gonna look funny looking it's sort of like going to the salon to make another salon reference or going to a salon and like showing them a picture of a haircut that you want and it's like yeah but you don't look like that that's it's a haircut. A it's not star. a miracle. <laughs> exactly. You would need like major reconstructive plastic surgery. So I think he just looks a little bit less cheesy. Anyway, I, I do endorse the Pauly D look. It definitely is an updated look. The other thing I think we should talk about is that I think in the coronavirus pandemic, this is a good time for people to switch up their looks. And I've even been thinking of what my new look is going to be because I have all my wardrobe of you know work clothes that I, I'm not wearing. But I am kind of getting sick of, I can't just shuffle around the house in slippers and you know sweatpants and pajamas every day. Um, so I've been kind of thinking about what my coronavirus pandemic era look might be. Um, I mean, are you changing your style at all like Polly D has? I'm just letting my hair grow, you know? I used it to looks have- great. Thank you. I used to have super long hair and, you know, in the past few years, I've been cutting it kind of to my collarbone for a little bit of a a long bob, a lob, if you will. Um, mm. But now I'm just kind of like being young, wild and free with this long straight hair. I think it looks awesome. 
Thanks. Yeah, uh, I have maybe a few more weeks before my side part starts blinding me. So we'll see how I feel then. <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm sort of workshopping my look. I haven't I haven't committed to it yet, but it's sort of like it's I don't know if it's good, Maggie. It's a little bit like <laughs> I, I I ran into someone the other day in a social distancing way. I saw a friend of mine, uh-huh. and they said, "Wow, you really look like a um, high school coach." well i mean at least that's someone who has a job i don't know that's what i should have said at least that's someone that has a job mofo get the blicky with the dig oh sorry (laughs) i went into takashi (laughs) 69 Well, that is it for this episode of We Hear. Our show is produced by the incredible Jamila Zara-Williams and the magnificent Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your questions and your ideas for the show. If there are any celebrities you would like us to cover, you can email us at podcasts at nypost.com. If you would like to hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. Please do not forget to leave us a review. We really like getting them and we're trying our best to say like less we will be back tomorrow with more page six exclusives see you then